gonna have to be edited out, which is hilarious. <laughs> Can I tell you though, like, our, mine and Jess's relationship has never been closer since we stopped having a bathroom door. You know, yeah. in our bedroom, Seriously? we just have the the. Well, no, not really. <laughs> no, no, totally bullshit, but it's totally creepy. Um, so yeah, welcome to Self Critical Hits. I'm Miles. Hi everybody. I am David. Don't wave, wave I'm, oh, I'm Jason. Oh, I waved again. Oh, you waved. But you're David. <laughs> yeah, I'm David. I'm Tori. Um, and yeah, this week uh, we, for our main topic, we're going to talk a little bit about um, you know what uh, if there is such a thing um, as like a, a concrete definition for a good gamer, and if so, you know how do you get there? What does that mean? Um, but yeah. Uh, before that, I mean, any, anybody see or hear or get down, engaged in anything interesting this week? Um, I watched the first episode of The Walking Dead. Yes, you yes. did. In preparation for airing it at the bar. So is it not on the TV yet, officially? It's actually, I didn't know, but it's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. So it aired, the season premiere was on Halloween, so we missed it because of Kikaroki. And then, um, Yeah. It's not just on the BitTorrent network. No, it's on... So, I originally watched it from something, and... Um, but no, it's on the Hulu <laughs> now. So, it's amazing. It's super well done. Super, super well done. And I reread the first two graphic novels as, as well in preparation for watching appreciate it. you using the proper terminology. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now that we're on the air, I'll tell what it's supposed to be. Graphic novels. Yes. <laughs> um... I always hear it in, like, the comic store owner from The Simpsons voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I saw this thing. I was, uh, you know, on the Twitters like I do, subscribed to all these different uh, nerdy things, and uh, this guy posted this, this question to Reddit about uh, his roommate got him with this prank machine, and he's, like, you know, asking for, you know, ways to get revenge, but the prank machine fucking blows my mind. It's, uh, it's called the Think Geek Eviltron. Oh, wait. Have you seen this? Uh, where you, like, hide it somewhere and it makes noises yeah. and you have no idea. So it's about the size of a quarter. And, like, yeah. it's just big enough for a watch battery and, like, a little tiny circuit board. And it makes noises. And you can, you know, set it to one of five noises or put it on, like, random. It's got, a like, a really <laughs> strong magnet, like a rare earth magnet. So you can, like, you know, what the guy's roommate had done is stuck it to a screw under the table. So you <laughs> can never find it, right? It's tiny. <laughs> and it says, uh, oh, like it makes unsettling creaking sounds, um, kind of scratching noises, <laughs> uh, a, a voice whispering, hey, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, oh, and geez, a child laughing. Evil. Oh, my God. Chi- a distant insane. child laughter. That's yeah. insanely that's evil. That's really So, yeah, bad. we're totally getting one and putting it in Dina's house. So that's, yeah, that's, I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. Awesome, yeah. And they're like 10 bucks. So yeah, oh, nice. that's way too cheap. Now I'm trying to figure out Christmas present for yourself. Uh, yeah, completely. <laughs> Bad Christmas for somebody. I was like, we bought one of those. Um, it's this little kind of similar thing. It's like a little pad with a voice box attached to it, and it's for Halloween. You're supposed to put it under your doormat. Sure. And it makes like three different noises. Like it's one is like a group of people screaming, and one is like enter if you dare, and one's like guy laughing or something. Um, but it's really sensitive and it's really loud. And so it spent the last two weeks being hidden in different people's beds in the house <laughs> and being hidden under the the rug in front of the sink yeah. and in the couch. And like, I hope that someone was about to have sex and it goes, enter if you dare. <laughs> That's what we were hoping for. We put it... We put it under Tanya's pillow, and we were really hoping that that would happen, but she was hanging up Christmas lights and stepped on her pillow and, and fell off the Boring. bed. Boring. Yeah. So, I mean, at least there was some, like, a slight injury. Um, but at least That's she took damage. damage. At least she took damage, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, it was pretty... This is why I don't have roommates anymore. (laughs) Because these things exist. Because these things happen. Because they have the technology. (laughs) Because my roommates are always people who would do these things. So the the scary technology I heard about this week, uh, because that's not scary, that's just funny. funny. Scary technology is uh, John Hopkins uh, University has discovered, or medical school rather, has uh, 
discovered how to erase memory in lab mice, erase traumatic memories. Uh, um, so, you know, doing this experiment Ooh. where, you know, they... Oh, I hear, hear military applications all over this yes, one. Yes, exactly. Oh, well, to treat PTSD is what they're thinking. Because, yeah. you know, it's the mouse has this traumatic, you know, connection in their brain, the, you know, in, they, they figure out the part of the brain where we store trauma memories, and they give them this drug or this, you know, whatever, this chemical that dissolves the specific protein that... Uh, is like indicative of fear bonds. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and so and then the mouse is no longer traumatized. And you know, the hope is that the Vietnam vet will then like no longer associate the loud noises with gunfire or explosions mm-hmm. or you know. Oh wow. Or not That's the Vietnam vet, well, the Iraq like, War vet. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, but uh totally eternal sunshine kind of like do they not watch the movie? Do they not know what happens the when they not read any sci-fi <laughs> ever? Know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's also cool because it's like, you know, it's the start of the whole like transhumanist like digitizing consciousness kind right. of thing, right? If you mm-hmm. can take them out, you can pretty soon know how to put them in. Right. right. You know, then we're immortal and we can put our bodies on the hard drive or bind on the hard drive and it's put like in the that, new body later. That super famous guy whose name I always forget. Christ. Wade Kurtzweil. He was like one of the early forerunners in computer technology. He's like won, I think, a bunch of prizes. I almost want to say a Nobel Prize. But Nolan Bushnell? Maybe. And he's the one who is completely convinced that within his lifetime we will extend the human lifespan. Like that we will find a way to download our consciousness yeah. into like another being. Like he is like, and he is like a proven genius. Like he's not like... He's crazy as great ideas. Like mm-hmm. he has has like won awards, has done yeah. crazy advancements in technology. No, it's happening. And he like, is like oh, so. so and he has. I read this article. I think in like Vanity Fair about him, where he he's like so convinced that it's going to happen that he does like this four hour regimen every day with like this nutritionist kind of specialist in like life extension. Jesus. So he does all these health things to like yeah. that are proven. Whatever drinks all these shakes and whatever you do to like prove to Lots extend of your life. Yeah. And he also already has like he he wants it to be a female body. He like I mean he like he already has a name for it. He's sort of has, like, he sort of has like feelings for his future self. And, That's like, a little deep. They talk maybe it was on NPR. Was it on NPR or else it was wow. in a magazine but you guys they talked to this, his, right? You guys have a link for all this. Oh, if I can remember his name. Sure. Can do genetically clone a female version. <laughs> it's not a genetic. I think he thinks it's going to be a cyborg or something. That's a um. That's a. I'll plot. have to look him up. That's a plot line in uh, When Gravity Fails, the first book by Alec Effinger, the cyberpunk classic, about yeah. how where it's possible to put your consciousness in a new body. And that makes me think of like uh, oh like Robert Anton Wilson and like Aleister Crowley and like the sixties and seventies like psychedelic slash uh, Church of Satan yeah. group of folks who, yeah. and th- like, life extension was one of their, like, their full, four goals, like, life extension and, oh, fuck, what other ones, but, I mean, they're all about that, uh, you know, that we're going to be able to do the same thing, you know, put our brains into other shit later. Tim Leary was big into that right before Him he too. died. Yeah. He did, like, he put a lot of his memoirs and stuff on computer tape. Right. Computer tape. Computer tape. That's what it was back in the day. That's what you used to fix the broken computer. (laughs) What is his name? I'm going to try and look up his name. By the way, I was being... Wikipedia won't save you. I was being... I'm looking. Oh, wait. I was being a dick when I said Nolan Bushnell, that same Vittori, and I knew that. (laughs) But you guys didn't laugh, so... Uh, I was expecting belly laughs. You you, you win the the nerd reference Nerd nerd demerits to you guys. (laughs) That's true. What else has been interesting? Well, you're talking about transhumanist technology. There's a really good article in Wired magazine, the print magazine this month, about they've um, discovered a technology that regrows breasts from the original breast fat cells. Like, it basically, it's doing work like a stem cell, but it's fat cells. Really? And they've found some way that fat cells, like, replicate themselves and can support damaged structures. And, huh. And they're having a lot of success about it, and they're thinking that technology is very, very close. And, you know, where do we go from there? So they can, like, regrow you an arm entirely out of fat? <laughs> uh, that's kind of like the thrust of what eventually will happen. So far, I yeah. think they can just grow tits. Well, but I mean, that's a good start. Maybe. That's yeah, thing. That's a nice place to start. Maybe. Uh, and of course, Fallout New Vegas, which we will probably cover in depth later on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I've really been doing. I was going to say, <laughs> life. I did have to stop playing it because it was sucking up my life, and then I went back to Minecraft, which was my girlfriend before Fallout New Vegas was released. Yeah. No, that's I'm, I'm on Fallout restriction as well. <laughs> Because I, I had a Cthulhu game to write, and it was going to prevent me. <laughs> That's like, you know, I was totally stoked last week, but it was like uh, Marty was going to run something. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, back to Fallout. Sweet. <laughs> yes. 
Then oh, fuck, you gotta oh, run this game. God. Yeah. I have I've been so busy with Fallout Three and then and then with Minecraft for a break that I haven't even considered the fact that Fable Three is out. And John Cleese does the voice of your butler. Oh really? Yeah, I, it's, I could I would pick that up just for that alone. But I've, I haven't I haven't gotten into Fable. I don't know. I heard real bad about the first one and just never. It was. I mean, it was good for what it was. I played the first one all the way through and it was uh, okay. It was what it was. Yeah, it was good for what it was. Fable Two's where yeah. it shines, and you can easily pick that up, and then that's one where you have like a dog to take care of. And, well, that's that, yeah, that's obviously. enticing. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I'm sold. I already got a dog to take care of. I'm fucking strangling. <laughs> Our dog has such a small brain, little Rudy. You've got a dog now? Yeah, we've oh. got a. a um, Oh, what is he, a Lhasa Apso? Oh, my God, like seriously. He looks like he with a teddy bear. It's <laughs> like one of the most adorable things I've ever seen. And it's a good thing he's so handsome to her, we'd have killed him by now. Because <laughs> he is a, an idiot. He's like He was the runt, so like we, he was he came out dead, he's, so he's like oxygen-deprived. Did he really come out dead? Yeah, yeah. No, so he doesn't understand. <laughs> he just doesn't get it, oh, like normal dogs do. He doesn't come to his name. He doesn't... Like, <laughs> but what you, is he... <laughs> he barks at random shit. He barks at his reflection and stuff. <laughs> well, because that's that's what those dogs are about. Is they're like they're like uh, sentinel dogs. Like that's what they're they're all about. Uh, you know, guarding a structure and barking when things come near it. And barking at your reflection. But yeah, barks at nothing. Do <laughs> so, uh, you ever see the website Hyperbole and a Half? It's a web comic. Yeah. Really funny web comic and. Uh, she and one of them, it's just this girl talking about her life basically, and when one of them she adopted this dog, but it was abused, and it's very obviously really stupid. And so she like Googled, she got really concerned, and she Googled around and uh, found a dog IQ test on the net, and the dog failed everything. It was like, first she called out random words like fridge and stove, and then called out the dog's name, and the dog didn't respond to the first words, but didn't respond to the name. <laughs> and then at one of the tests was you put a blanket over the dog and see how many seconds it takes for it to get out, and the dog just like laid down and went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just came up. <laughs> and the dog failed every single test miserably. Oh, well, that's lovely. I'm, I, I'm just not going to, I'm going to spare Rudy the indignity, I'm just not going to test him. <laughs> we, we know. Standardized testing is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Racially biased. Right. Completely biased toward Dobie. He's Asian. <laughs> um, what oh, else? God, we're not, we're not very witty. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I, I was looking that's for that cool. link for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I found it there also. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, I found it. Thank you. Um, Sorry, I, didn't, I wasn't trying to be a dick about it. No, I, well, then I was, like, obsessed so with, like, trying to remember what his name was. Um, yeah, I didn't do anything too nerdy. It's been yeah. getting ready for, getting ready to run nerdy things. You got, well, and you guys had big cake karaoke. We had a really big cake karaoke. We had Halloween cake karaoke on Sunday. I can't yeah. believe you had one on Tuesday, right? After and then we had one on Tuesday. I didn't go on Tuesday. <laughs> Well, Caleb's killing us here. He's he's. Yeah, no, I'm he's sorry, fucking, internet. We're Mr. K is contributing today. to dead air, mm -hmm. bad form. Well, I just don't. Right. I don't know. I'm. Well, I, I'm I don't have much. Yeah, I got. You got yeah, nothing. That's yeah, all we've done. And I had I started a new job too, so I didn't have. What is your new job? <laughs> uh, barista. Oh really? Yeah. Where are you making coffee? Where are you going to make me a cup of coffee? Nerdy um, coffee. I'll tell you later. I'm not going <laughs> to promote my job. Whoa, really? <laughs> they don't pay me to I do that. that. <laughs> I hate that. My union rep says I don't have to. I was uh, like, what did I do this week? I'm trying to, yeah, we did we had lots of karaoke. And then lots of... Oh, and the best part was, I think, on Sunday. I think it was Sunday. So Sunday we did Halloween. Was it Monday? I went to a friend's surprise birthday party, and the surprise birthday party was a karaoke party. And I walked in, and someone was like, "You should sing." And I was like, "Oh my god, no!" I just like I was like, "I, I do this talk. for a living, like you know, like I'm not for a living, but like this is part of my job, and I do this once a week." And they're like, "Oh," and I was like, "Yeah." And then the host was like, "Yeah, it kind of follows you everywhere, does it?" And I'm like, "Yeah." So it's like you know, it all kind of just went together. I gotta say, James Rock, Patina Turner at. Halloween. I wish I could have seen that. Awesome. And I wish Tobin had gone as Ike. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh that my would god. Have been that would so have been awesome. Or if they were going to yeah. go as like Sonny and Cher too. Right. But Tawny, I think, That's had really the best idea, which was Doc Watson and, and Marty from Back to the Future. Oh, Me sure. and Jesse keep talking about one day we're going to do uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy. Oh my oh, god. Oh my god. That would be so awesome. <laughs> a bunch of us in the group went as a murder of crows to this Halloween show that we were talking yeah. about. Yes, we almost won group costume. We, we almost. almost won group costume. So until what, how, what did that look like? Uh, 
It was, it was pretty cool. Kenneth's pictures, I don't think yeah. we have any pictures. It was like... All in black and feathered masks. Yeah, we, yes. so we, and we decided it's a murder of crows, so we were tough. Yeah. Right? Like, mur- you know, doing, I don't know, we're geeks. That's like the geekiest. We're like, let's <laughs> be a collective... <laughs> let's, let's be a pun, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> this is funny, you guys. Words and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is like a murder. Oh, no, yeah, there were some really good costumes, That's actually. Right. Tanya's little sister, who's like the most famous nerd I know, just by... Awesomeness. Showed up in a Kabam outfit. Holy crap. Yeah, she was wearing a saloon girl outfit and she yes. won sexiest. Fishnet stockings. Tracy! Oh, cleavage, really? feathers cleavage, in the hair. Cleavage, feather, hair all done up, makeup. Yeah, she became a girl costume. That's she, awesome. It was really awesome. I, 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 I was like, that. who is that? Oh my fucking god. That's <laughs> I was crazy. Like, I was like, damn. I was like, oh, I, yeah. I feel strange for staring at your tits. I feel bad now. <laughs> you always play the mage. I, what? Yeah. what? Stop. <laughs> now you're so sexy. Oh, god. That's awesome. We just got a lot of candy. We, uh, you know, sent the bad girl up to the door. Lots and lots of oh, candy. Oh, was Batgirl? She was fully Batgirl. Oh, my God. It was so great. Was. <laughs> Adorable. Rock, rock the pillowcase. Old school. It was very good. Nice. Zanya, uh, oh, Zanya's costume was <laughs> completely awesome in that, like, it, she's, you know, she's going to be 14 this year. She's right at, like, the, the last, pretty much, probably the last year she's going to be able to trick-or-treat. Right. So, her costume... All it said was, I put zero effort into this. Give me the fucking candy. Like, it, was, it was just like sweatpants and like what office tutus and like fairy wings. It's just like, I'm a fairy. It's like, Happy awesome. Halloween, lady. Yeah. <laughs> was she smoking? Like... <laughs> but her, and, her, and her best friend had the same costume. Really? Tutu, fairy wings. Nice. Bang. That's what, my, that's what my sister wears when she takes my aces trick-or-treating. She's like... I got two four-year-olds. Like, I'm yeah. just putting on fairy wings. I'm not putting any effort in it. Like, getting them dressed is hard I zombied up, man. I zombie up every year now. That's nice. where it's at. That's the stuff. Well, get Jess. all harrowed. Uh, Jessie did not do it this year. She has a cold. She wasn't wow. feeling it. Well, Mr. K, dead air. Yeah. Well, we're just not very witty today. No, actually, no. also, yeah, not funny. Well, it's funny because <laughs> we're, like, we're actually, like, not talking yeah. over each yeah. other. There's only four of us. This There's could, not, like, 12 of us. It could be perfect. Yeah. And it's like, this I, is too know. boring. Apparently, we need five people to yeah. be. It's yeah. like interesting. We're just, level. like, it needs to, we're old and yeah. it's late. James isn't left. here making. Uh, James is yeah. not here. I bought a bunch of board games for the bar. That's something oh, exciting like I did. Board games I want? I think so. I bought, we bought, like, 12. Board games? Valley Village and Ballard, P.S. Yeah. <clears throat> All their board games are $1.99. Damn. I have a hard time with thrift store board games because, like, you know, the missing piece. Oh, no, we went through every single one. I looked on the AA, I had to have a directions list, and the directions list always has the inventory. Yeah. And, it, like, whatever, we're, I don't care if this is on tape. If I saw a clue that was missing some pieces, I just opened up another clue and I made one complete set. And then I, put, okay. I, don't care if, I don't care who knows. I don't care who knows, Valley Village. I don't care if I'm kicked out from now on. No, I made sure there was every, because this is for work, you know, like, so we had to make sure. I hate that, too, when there's a go-to-play-a-board game, right. but I almost thought I was, I was, like, five seconds away from purchasing, like, the 1989 Mall Madness, oh. the electronic talking Mall Madness. Why did you not buy that? Because it was $4, well, and, and you know, I bought a what? lot of board <laughs> games that are, like, kitschy like that, that you never play because no. they actually suck and we would have we would have yeah. played once because it's, it's huge it has an actual mall and you it talks to, probably you have to yeah. set up and the mall talks to you yeah. and you have debit cards that you swipe but it's like the 80s they're not debit cards yet they're like charge Credit it cards, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah and it's like but it's a huge game I mean it's like probably almost the size of the Arkham board um but no, it would have been something that we would have... And the board's huge. It's so off-sized. So what we got to do is pl- hack it to play Mall Arkham. Yeah. Or to play like... Or, you know, zom- or play like a zombie. Make it a zombie. Yeah, game. exactly. Zombie. The what Make dead movie like, was the mall. It's yeah. Dawn, right? Yeah. Isn't Dawn? Yeah, That's Dawn right. is yep. the mall. I get to be the pregnant lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but I did buy... I got to buy a bunch of board games. That was really fun. Yeah, this is pretty For fun. For me. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 see that's nerd points. Yeah, that's nerd points. Oh, that's that's nerd also points. I get your merit badge for that. My ba- that's my job. You know, I drove around. We went to like seven different thrift you're, stores. You're a personal assistant now. Is that the, the sort of official? yeah? Like, I don't like my friends own a bar and I do stuff for them completely. Like no no deliver, schedule. Deliver packages. No, like I like well, I would do, do, do karaoke. Then we're doing. Then I'm gonna run the movie night for them on Sundays. And then I'm learning how to do food prep. And then I'm doing bookkeeping. Damn. And then I also just keep 
my friend company, basically. Like, that's what Friday was. was like, he's like, I don't want to go to work. Let's go buy a board game for the bar. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to go to work either. That sounds, that, sounds, I, yeah. that sounds like a pretty good job. Like, yeah, I like my well, job, but that sounds like a pretty good job. It's pretty good job. Yeah, it's pretty nice. <laughs> and I get to redecorate the bar, and I get to decorate it for Halloween. Yeah, if we could trade for just, like, a week, that'd be pretty hot, actually. Like, if you could yeah, probably not so hot for Planned Parenthood. Right. Like, what <laughs> the fuck happened this week? Uh, Abortion funding. Fun. And I'll just wear, like, a fake mustache and be like, yeah, what exactly. are you talking about? Man, Miles, get away. I am French. Hello. Can't you tell from this outrageous accent? For you, I will fund this. You probably can't hear yourself, but that's That's how you sound. Miles is like looking into a mirror. (laughs) (laughs) This is my beautiful wife. French like me. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say I love the Americans. Have butt sex with me. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, the French. Oh, right, the so French. French. I, I literally was going to follow you at this second. I was like, wait, I've never seen Too that. Too far. And then like, uh, French accent puts on your car. But I've I never seen that at work. <laughs> Speaking of such things, to turn things back to the point where you can like start not editing this program and go <laughs> and go. Yeah, let's go from whatever we were talking about, yeah. like yeah. life extension geniuses to to, to the, the bathroom door, the bathroom door open. And, 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 and you won't even be able to tell. Oh yeah, <laughs> seamless. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, I remember. Um, speaking of my Southern Baptist background, I had a I guess you call it recovered speaking of. So I guess I had a recovered memory. I have Christian marked before. Oh, are you serious? I'm totally serious. You what? what? It, it, it counts. It totally counts as Christian larping. This actually happened a couple of times. But isn't that just like being baptized and stuff? <laughs> just like <laughs> faking being baptized. But no, um, like the real thing. Isn't that just larping? Yeah, that's pretty much all just yeah. larping. Actually, <laughs> elaborate larping with choir robes. Uh-huh. But um, a couple of times. They took us out to because we kind of lived in a country area. They would take us out to a field and they played what we called. I'm not kidding. Christians and communists. There was a youth what? group thing. I'm not making this up. Yeah. Uh, they would take yeah. the they would take all the the youth group and they divide us up into two groups and they would say it was kind of like a psychological exercise. This is way more fucked up than the other was, thing you were talking about. They did to you at the church with oh, the uh, the test you filled out. This is way better. Oh yeah. This is. I mean. <laughs> Please is, go on. <laughs> I, I'll tell I'll tell people from up north about this or who haven't been in rural Yankees? areas and they're like yeah. I tell the Yankees and they're like making that shit up. I'm like no really, but um so they took us out to a big field. And they divided us up into two groups and said, okay, you guys are the Christians and you guys are the communists. And they said, this is going to teach you what it's like for the poor, you know, missionaries who are smuggling Bibles across the border into Germany, blah, blah, blah. So the communists got these little bombs made out of basically um, toilet paper with uh, talcum powder inside them and then tied up. So when they threw it and hit you, it would leave a, like a white chalk sure. market on your jacket so they would know. So the Christians were released into the forest. And we had to, we had like a head count into this dark forest, this fucking field in the middle of nowhere, nighttime. They released us into the forest, and we had like till the count of a hundred to hide. And then the communists would go and find us. And the goal was for the communists to kill us all. And we had to hide for the communists, and then get back to the the original starting point. It was meant to mimic heroic missionaries being chased by the communist forces. I have no so idea you how you were so well adjusted. I, I, I don't think I quite made it out alive. I quite, wow. quite made it out alive, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, pretty soon they're gonna uh, they're gonna trigger your chip. Completely, they're gonna like say the say the passphrase, and I'm going to kill somebody. Activate you. And get on a plane to Memphis and kill somebody. <laughs> um, but yeah, what a. What we were going to do for um, main topic of this week was talk about this idea of, like, um, getting better as a gamer that, uh, you know, there seems to be this perception um, that, you know, there are, you know, good and bad gamers and that we improve over time. You know, people talk about the games they played as kids and how, uh, you know, the games that we play are, like, more mature now or that we've, uh, you know, we've just somehow become better, but, like... For, to become to become better at something, there has to be some either like there's a skill set involved there, or there's you know there are there are vectors along which you are improving. So what does that look like? And I mean, is that even a real thing? Like, are, 
do we really get better? Is there something that we're, you know, improving at? Or is it just that, like, we're more comfortable with each other or we're more comfortable with the way the structures of the rules go together? Or what do we think? Uh, Is there such a thing? Yeah, it seems like all of the above. It seems like a little bit of everything. I don't think, like, there's particularly, like, one that stands out that would make you a better gamer. But there is such a thing as a good gamer. You, you know, like, yeah. that's like, like I guess it's all like, a bad game point of, like that's know. like point of perspective. As yeah. long as you can have fun gaming with other people, then I think there are skill good. levels at a multitude level. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm Caleb, by the way. Oh, how you, yeah, Caleb's yeah. here oh, now. This is Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> our bad, our bad, inter- bad introduction. <laughs> 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 like, we're bad for not introducing. Yeah, yeah, but you know, we've been foreshadowing your arrival all night. Yeah, really. Yeah, totally. We've been excited. Yeah, sorry to be so late. Actually, that'll be some of the twenty minutes. Okay, that's true. <laughs> 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 all the stuff you guys didn't hear is what we said while waiting for Caleb to get here, so... Yay! Yeah. <laughs> we. Um, yeah, and, you know, one of the things in talking about this, too, I wanted... Because as I was thinking about this, I kept thinking about what this isn't, like, and I don't want to just do a totally negative definition. Like, uh, you know, we all know what a bad gamer is. We all know what they do. And what, right. you know, we all, all know well, about people so we don't... I mean, I think there's many different yeah, but bad things we, to do. We but... know about, yeah, bad people we've played with, but that doesn't really get us towards, like, you know, what is the good thing to do. Yeah. I think everybody in a role-playing group has strengths. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, people bring different things to the table, you know? I think this is one of the things that makes our hobby so hard to qualify and to explain to other people because they're like, well... You've been doing this for 15 years now. Well, first of all, like, at least for me, when I tried to explain, say, like, my mom and my friends that didn't game with D&D, was like, they're like, did you win your game? So how did you win? <laughs> right. So you're like, well, there's not really any win. I guess if you die, it's like losing, but that's not the point. And then, so it's hard to explain for somebody that something that you've done and invested money and time in Without, for 15 like, years. Without, a payoff. Or yeah, a, it's right. like, well, are you, are you good? Are you like a, you know, somebody's like, oh, are you a 30th level wizard now or something? And... <laughs> well, and then maybe that's part of it too, though. Is like you know, if there is a if there's like a skill set that's involved, then it, how is that applicable to other stuff too? You know, like our by being you know higher level nerds now and being able, being really good at this gaming yeah. thing that we do, how does that translate into the rest of our lives? And you know, how does that make us better or not <laughs> at life? Yeah. And I yeah. Lastly, I, lastly, really, I want to acknowledge the inherent arrogance of this topic. Just to yeah. just throw that out on the table. <laughs> um, uh, it kind of assumes that we know what good means, <laughs> and that you know that we're pretty awesome. Well, we can say this is our idea. We are good gamers because we can say this is our idea. Well, I think too we, we have, have to say that what it's what totally we define as a good yeah. gamer might be cohesive amongst our group, but might be totally different. Because I know people who like wouldn't want to play with us. Who don't do like us. Yeah. No. So it's it, this oh, is no. this is how to yeah, how to be good with playing with us. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind, it's if kind you of wanna play with but us. But hopefully this is probably <laughs> hopefully this is applicable to other, you know Yeah, because yeah. we definitely have our preferences. Like, you know, for instance, we don't really None play of us is wearing a jerkin. Yeah, we don't don't costume play, we don't LARP, we don't like overly complicated rule systems. That's right, yeah, yeah. We don't LARP. We like like social and we like, yeah. I I was more adamantly against it than I, you know. Your your views have shifted. As we've matured, we've opened up to the idea of LARPing. I I still don't want to do it, but I'm cool with that. If that's the lifestyle choice you want to make. We've become much more tolerant. Uh, I uh, sometimes I even stand up at the table. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You wave, wave at the recorder. I, yeah. do, I, I, do, I wave at the iPhone yeah. every week. So that's, that's totally LARPing. I just wanted to wear a, a, a jacket, a, a, a sports coat when we were playing cops. When I heard you say that, I was like, God. No, I got, I it's think a there slippery was a slippery We do not do that ago. here. I feel like there was a slap on the table You're at like, that point. You like, she's one of that nerds. I, I, I didn't know how to bitch a drink when I, when I was so adamant. You, you were pretty adamant. Been... I think you were protecting me, which <laughs> I appreciate. Because I, I mentioned it to you. I was like, oh, you know, it was like right when we, I had just started gaming and it was just Miles and Caleb and I playing a Cthulhu campaign and Caleb and I were playing these awesome 
1980s cops. Uh, it must have been like one of your one of your kids saying, "Daddy, I want to try drugs." <laughs> and, no, and, 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 we okay. and we had we bought we bought little cop memo pads for taking notes in, in the game. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. so we so we went there, right? We had a briefcase, we had case files. Well, those are props. We had, we had, oh yeah, and then, and then I said I, it would be great if I wore like a sports jacket because I was like a guy cop, like an Italian guy cop, and I had like the ironed on elbows and yeah. and I think we had been drinking, and you were like, "We do not do that." here. We are not those kind of people. I was like, alright, well let me flip my cop memo pad and yeah. make but, a note But of if you said, I'm going to bring a gun to the game, you probably would have been like, red. Yeah. <laughs> Badass. But I said, that's another prop. Yeah, that's a prop. The costume's different. The costume is way game. different. <laughs> you know, that's, I think that's one of those things you can only get like that, uh, in a close game like that too with just a couple of people like where you know that kind of investment because yeah. it's it's really all about those characters you know it's not no yeah. no share in the spotlight oh, we put so much, much into that campaign it was a really fun campaign it was a lot too. Of, yeah, it was we really did all excellent. of their past cases in what like three sessions it was three awesome sessions they were and they were really long and it was yeah. just the three of us and no it was like and yeah it was definitely one of my first like like really excited about a campaign and it was scary. It was fun. That's also one of the only Cthulhu campaigns where I act. We went fucking crazy. We yeah. lost all, all our sanity. sanity. Like, we were... You... Was, was it you... Well, you I was blind at the end, and you yeah. could only talk in screaming. <laughs> and so you were just like, Let's go back to the car! And I was like, Where's the car? And then we had sex in the van. In our, in our, in our DeLorean We always had emergency sex. Yeah. We had sex. when they meet faces and then they kiss. Yeah. Right? Like but we were partners. Falls to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> but we were partners. We weren't like romantic. Yeah, like, you know. yeah. sex. We had like we had like stress sex after every yes. kiss. Yeah, crisis yes. sex. Yeah, we had crisis sex. <laughs> Blind and screaming. We had crisis well, sex. Well, the credits rolled on the TV show. You know, sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fade of black is the yeah. band. God. Shaking. Right. <laughs> Oh, no, what, was what was the band called? It had a name. We had a name. The DeLorean. It was a DeLorean. And then at the very end, it would do the freeze. Yeah. <laughs> the band was running. Kind of the blur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was legit. That was, we did put a line in that, that campaign. That was a lot of fun. That's oh, hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Does God. that make you a good gamer? Yes, it did, and here's why. No, uh, God, scared it back. Scared it back. Um, yeah, I got this. This is here for a reason. We're not hitting the table anymore. Um, so, I, I like David said already, and I think this is one of the main things, is, I mean, you have to be liking what you're doing to be good at role playing you gotta be stoked like you can't yeah. be the you can't be the friend that got brought along mm -hmm. because yeah. you know this is the only thing you're, that all your other friends are doing Friday night and you just had to come you know you can't be the reluctant girlfriend you can't be any of that business yeah nope I mean you gotta be because it's the, the nature of it is it's not it doesn't go for you unless you're engaged like it does you can't make more fun unless you're willing to put in the energy mm -hmm. to, to get yeah. there like, I guess it's like, is, are you having a good gaming experience? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, because I know when I have, like, really good experiences, I feel like I play better in general. Like, well, if, if I'm really into the story or if I'm, like, just, the, like, at least the, the more invested you are, the, the more, more you're going to put in. Like, you can get inspired. Like, and, yeah, yeah, like, the Burning Wheel game that we play, like, Tori and I were really, like, invested in our characters and building them up and, like, doing we had our own individualized things that we were trying to learn separate from each other. So the moral and here is to have a, to be a better gamer, have an in-character relationship with Tori. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's the moral I'm, I'm pulling out. That's no. the takeaway here. But no, I think that it helps that, like, I mean, whenever you add a new gamer to the group or, you know, somebody who doesn't normally game. You got different enthusiasm. And yeah. yeah. And you also just have to it be willing to put yourself out there, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's, I think, yeah, I mean, the, the willingness to to always contribute and to, and not just to, like, throw out stuff that, and to, uh, just to do something, but to contribute in, like, a harmonious way that is, you know, that's taken into account the fiction that's already happened, um, that's, uh, you know, both about your character and about moving the story forward. Because, really, who wants to be stuck in the same place the entire game? Right. <laughs> And I, I mean, I think, and I think that's kind of where uh, it seems like a lot of times when I've heard 
people talk about like the, the benefits of being a gamer. They talk about problem solving skills and like you know math comes into it too. And I don't want to even go there because this is making me wor- worse at math if anything. But uh, <laughs> I think problem solving kind of is a part of of that. Uh, you know, being willing to contribute and being willing to uh, think around this wholly imaginary situation and uh, you know and and throw out something that's going to you know push things forward. Uh, and I guess, I guess being good at that part, then, is just uh, being able to reliably put in something interesting. Right. You know, something that is not just, like, a, that's about your character, but gives other people points of entry and gives other people places to, like, grab it. Okay. Or, like, you yeah. know, adding stuff that you know is going to either pull someone in or, like... Yeah, yeah. You know, not just making decisions, like, selfishly motivated for, like, what your character can do, but thinking mm-hmm. about, like, the story... You know, as a as a whole, and yeah, like yeah. what you can all do together, which gets. I think sometimes we get a little meta too, because I'll be like, I know I did it earlier when I was like, David, you should do this because that would totally like you know, like yeah. you should pretend like you just found the doctor because that would be hilarious. I mean, like that's gonna yeah. a save your ass, but b like yes. create this whole silly dramatic situation. But I don't know if that's even detrimental. Like you no, know, I don't. Just I don't like, but I'm not there, so Medicaid, I shouldn't be able to you know, tell yeah. him that he should if tell him. And if we're playing Fiasco, like, it's a bonus. It's right, like exactly. It's an obvious benefit, and we've played mm-hmm. so much Fiasco that I think we're, like, used to that. But we all we all also have, one of the cool things about this group is that we all also like a narrative, and so it's not necessarily yeah. a matter of how much, how big of a character build can you get, how much damage can you do with a two-handed sword. It's, right. you know, what's what would be really awesome in the story, even if it's stupid for my character to do, wouldn't it be awesome if... Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and, and a huge part of that is like what you were saying, like uh, taking into account what everybody else says, you know, uh, taking suggestions and running with them. Right. Well, and thinking it out to like, how would this story continue? Like, versus how will I win? Thinking like, big what's going to make this interesting or like make it go yeah. longer or whatever? Like, I'm nervous to play with other people because I don't have a lot of technical skills. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, that. in terms of knowing the rules? Yeah, like, like, I don't really know the rules. Even with like normal. Regular D and D, like I don't, I never really did. But you I know, mean, like, it's like I still have to be like, how do I fill out this part of my character sheet? And there's like, you know, not being able to call the spells up, like but you say know, on just... like a, but on like a, you know, burning wheel or uh, oh, um, even like dogs and stuff. There's there's no issue there, so it, it's, right. it might be about uh, what system, to like how much you wanna, right? You well, know? it's like because I, I had like a friend asked me to play, and I know that I'm sure that he's a more imaginative, like, narrative-oriented gamer, too, but I also feel like he only plays campaigns that are the pre-written ones, and, like, there's lots of miniatures involved, and we don't really do that so much, and I'm like, um, I'm like, and he's my friend, I don't think he'd be a dick to me, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to. You don't want to walk into a situation where rules knowledge is really important. Where, where like, your storytelling ability isn't gonna save you, it's like, you're, like, people go, oh, God, you don't... Yeah, okay, let me help you. Fin- you know, you, think it's you can't out. improv your way out of not having not. a spell ready. Or right. and, to, and to those people, you're a bad gamer because you don't know the rules. Right. I'm that same way, even though I've been gaming for years. It's just like, I was not big on I was not big on rules, and I was more interested in the narrative of the game. That's one of the reasons why I like the new stuff, like Fiasco. It's, yeah, it's yeah. It's very open. Hey. How's it going? How Hi. Hi. Are you still podcasting? Oh, yeah. We're we're famous. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, are you doing it right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're on it. Damn it, you're on the first one. I don't know why you're not on the first one. You're already got credit. You're already (coughs) famous. You exist. You're a canon. You have been established. I don't want to be I don't know what to say now. Are you just going somewhere? Oh, no. Oh, God. Go after talk. Pressure. Oh, Casey and I have decided to call blowjobs uh, licking the infection from your wound. Thank you, Claire! Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, that was blowjobs. Right. Calling blowjobs. Thank you. Calling blowjobs, oh. licking the infection from your wound. That's really disgusting. That is yeah. the least. <laughs> wow. Where did that come That from? takes all the fun out of that. They're watching that? them something. Jesus They're watching... Christ. Tanya's Island or some porn. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like actual porn. We own it. I bought it because it was 25 cents at Scarecrow and it was the porn called Tanya's Island. How could you not? And then yeah. I named a cake at Cake Rookie at Tanya's Island. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think anybody got that reference. That's I don't think it's a very awesome. popular porn. Anyways. Holy God. Okay. Side note. <laughs> so side another note. day at my house. <laughs> awesome. Going... 
spelling sex acts new things. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't talked about butt sex yet, so we had to talk about something. No, we did. We just we did. It. We talked about. Tell me, you recorded anal anal dentata. Oh no, please. but I did have you tell uh, talk about because I'm French. Right. No, <laughs> you didn't talk about. Oh, Jesus. Bastard. We have butt sex with you. Miles in L.A. Miles in L.A. I'm going to have to edit that back in. They got dead on impressions of me. These fucking spot on. <laughs> like twins. It's scary. Yeah. It's so close. Man. It's I funny because it's true. He just doesn't know he sounds like Ooh, so watch me, watch me stare it right back. Watch me do this. Oh, uh, oh. So another another part of being a good gamer, right? Right. Uh, is being able to convincingly evoke the character, right? Right. And just as, maybe not always through special voices. Special like, voices help, though. <laughs> we haven't done like special voices in voices. <laughs> I mean, but we kind of always do special voices. Yeah. But uh, it's like... I, I don't know that that's a requirement. Like, I I, may, I, I, I think, think you have like to, have to that, do that. That, that technical right. skill to evoke something, you can say, I mean, it's a little more clumsy, but you can make a description of Yeah, how I mean, you can do third person. Exactly. I do third person a lot. Because yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I'm all about the, you know, talking about the little fiddly thing my character's doing. You know, I'm, uh, you know, gritting my teeth or cracking my knuckles or, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've lost. I actually don't have it with this campaign as much because I for, I well, lose you, her so you much. You made it such a caricature. I know, <laughs> I know, and it's, it's hard to maintain it because like I start to feel like an asshole. Like yeah. you know, like I'm like I can't do the like owl things at night. <laughs> exactly. And this so, is blow my whistle three times. The only, the only way to man. do it. Like, and, and, like, it's a joke. I know, yeah. and it's like I don't. I, it's totally a joke, but it's like then. But if I want to like talk about what we're gonna do, like no, it's just that I go into my voice. It's like, Whereas yeah. like I've had other characters that. Where they have a voice all the time. Well, and I think what really helps, and and it's, and I think this is sort of with acting too, but is to create a really small mannerism or like catchphrase that you, because then that puts you back in it. Like right. I had that character. Oh, when we played that awesome campaign that you guys created that was based on um, Final Fantasy, I think. Oh, where I played yeah. Octavia, Octavia. Right. And it had the monocle. Fascinating. Yeah. And, and I was like, fascinating. Or like, yeah. or like, or intriguing. But yeah. like, I would say those words all the time or be like, uh, I shove my glasses up my, or like readjust my monocle. And yeah. I dissected things constantly. Every time we had a battle, I took like um, the yeah, eyeball a or a heart or something. And so, but it like, just those little things, I could talk like this, like me in character, but like, add that word in and it was like you know it maintained the like yeah, yeah. creating the character versus myself well that's I'm, I'm right I, I do that same thing and like uh, I have a like a get a look on my face or like yeah, a way that my, my you're face feels super expressionate like, if I, like you yeah. can't see it listeners but yeah you yeah. do faces well and that's and it feels and this character's face feels this way like right. this is their stock look yeah, then, you're you're really good at that. And the um, yeah. the thug campaign that you ran for so the D thug campaign where all rogues of a stripe. You had the I thought about her today, the crazy drug pusher woman that wore oh, the big yeah. huge wigs, anti something rather wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't even remember so. what her name was, but yeah, but yeah, she was just this crazy old bat that lived in a big house with these cobalt foot um, footmen, and she wore big Marie Antoinette wigs that were dyed like yeah. bright pink and purple, and it was completely crazy. But you did a good job of evoking a decaying. <laughs> insane beauty. <laughs> I, I, yeah, well, that's it's, it's on the inside. That's what I get. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb always had the special hats, the fancy hats, which we've lost. Oh yeah. Well, I didn't wear those in real life. Like those were part of my character. But, no, yeah. I, that's what I mean. You didn't wear them to game. You didn't yeah. show up to game like a pirate. Do yeah, we don't do that. Yeah, just to make <laughs> no, sure everyone character. knows. <laughs> Remember those fancy hats you used to wear to game? Remember your cape? <laughs> Well, yeah, like I, your it was like it was like a fighter, yeah, and he yeah. always, like, whenever we'd go into town, he'd buy a new hat or a new plume for his hat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I feel like you had yeah. special like, hats like, for a couple campaigns. This this was for um, Final Fantasy. No, no this was like, for, you, you um, did that for a D and D game. Oh. oh, it was the Elf game. It was the Elf <clears throat> campaign. Oh, oh yeah. the Elf campaign. The, the short lived. Was only a part of it, but yeah. it was fucking awesome. But I feel like that's something you added to other characters in other campaigns, like even as a side note. But it was like, and then I put on my. Da, 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 hat. And yeah. It was like really descriptive hats, and, but like like little things like that. I mean, I know they, yeah. they. I learned that doing acting was like you create one little thing that will remind you of who your character is, and that even if it's just for you, you know, like a mannerism or like a word or mm -hmm. something. I think there's also a for for people who you know aren't as aren't don't do the as actory business. I think just like consistency too, like uh, mm -hmm. you know, having a character that behaves in a maybe not even rational, but at least, like, internally consistent mm -hmm. way, you know, mm -hmm. like, 
you, you might not always be able to predict what they're going to do, but it's going to be one of these three things because that's how they act or how they react to things, you know. Right. And part of that's, like, the uh, setting that the game is, like, built on and upon. Like, and it's also just understanding worldview. Like, like everybody your... has to agree on, like, you know, what's reasonable and what's not. And, you know, like, in some campaigns, like, everyone's bunny people. And you yeah. can jump, like, nine feet high. Like, the game David uh, yeah. ran. Yeah. And in some We're campaigns, like, people. it's super realistic. And, like, you know, like in Cthulhu, you get hurt real easy. Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's building your your idea of your character kind of around those constraints too. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like I, I guess another way to describe the game is um, like how well you can build your character to your like, like to your liking. Because so yeah, I mean I think that's I think that's part of the rules knowledge thing is like, is being able to make the system do what you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's I mean when you're good along that along that kind of angle of uh, of gamerism. It's like, uh, yeah, being able to, to manipulate the rules. But, I mean, I think just to be a good gamer is to, like, have interest in, uh, in know, and at least, like, knowing how your guy works. Yeah. Like, you well, know. you have a picture. It's sort of, um, you know, you're being a good gamer if you have enough enthusiasm, enough imagination to say, okay, I want to play, I don't know, a ninja. But this is how, and then you talk to your friend who knows the game a little bit. I'm going to put in the necessary this, work to yeah, do that. I, I've got this ninja idea. I need you to help me pick the skills and the stats and the equipment within mm-hmm. this game that will yeah. make him where he needs to be. So, I mean, I think that um, a good gamer, I mean, Casey hasn't been gaming very long, but she hops right in, and it's not, a, and you don't care that she doesn't know when to roll a d20 or not because sure. she has a concept and she fits in. Mm-hmm. And she's no. enthusiastic. She's obviously enjoying herself. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. and she really carries the narrative forward and yeah. thinks of, like, newer ways she to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's coming from the, the improv school rather than the, yeah. you know, the trad gamer school. Right, yeah. right. And I guess as I've gotten older, that's become more important to me. You know, yeah, before, when I was a kid, it was all about the numbers and like who had the highest numbers. And but after a while, they just got boring. And then I got into my late twenties and early thirties. And I was talking about more about the narrative. And what I think too, like someone who's willing, and I think this is why Fiasco is so good and why we probably like it so much, is someone who's willing and gets excited about building relationships with other people in the group. That it's a yeah. that it's about a, a meta social experience. Right. It's, it's I want to have a social experience with the people I like. That is totally different than the normal social experience we right. have. Right. Well, also, like, you get excited about how your characters interact. Like, I know that, like, we keep talking about it, but, like, playing the twins was, like, A, it was super fun to be that that kind of person, like, a totally self-absorbed, spoiled, rich, yeah, yeah. Yeah. corrupted person, because you have, like, you're, like, a sociopath. You have, like, no conscience, and you do whatever the fuck you want, and people let you, because you have tons of money and power, and it's, like, who doesn't want to play that? But, like, and being a twin... look innocent. Yeah, and, like, having someone that you're, like, I know that every action I have, we can do something tricky with it, because there's someone to play off of it. But then yeah. building the relationships between the rest of the family members that were, like... You had different relationships than I did. Yeah. But, like, like, being excited to, like, create those links and, like, you know what I mean? Like, getting yeah, yeah, super yeah. stoked about it. A good actor can play off of another actor and right. can build that relationship. And wanting it to be different, wanting it to be a different relationship and add a different dynamic to yeah, the story. Being, and... Yeah, that's being enthusiastic about the unexpectedness of what you're going to get. You right. know, that's, I think that's a huge thing in, in uh, when we talk about the way you, know, you mature as a gamer and, uh, you know, when I think about the games I played as a kid, it wasn't as much about, uh, about like, big crunch and, like, having the biggest numbers. It was just very much about, like, me railroading people along my fucking story. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've got this idea. Let me tell you about it. And, like, and I see, and now that Ava's running fourth edition for me, by the way, uh, that happens. Right. <laughs> she, she really just wants me to go to see this cool thing that she came up with. Right. Yeah. It's like, just go there. Like, how do I get there? No, that, you're just there. That, that, that is the beginning, that is the, like the beginning of the GM. Like, right. Yeah. So, and after a while you're like, how come my friends don't want to So part of like, yeah, then so part of getting better is just becoming more enthusiastic about not knowing what's going to happen. Um, you know, there's a great thing in, uh, in Dogs in the Vineyard by, uh, Vincent Baker, where he talks about the point of this game is to play to see what happens, you know, um, and I think that almost is like, that should be subtext for every role-playing game. I mean, you know, some of them have other motives that go along with that, Uh, you know, Cthulhu is to promote a mystery, Uh, D&D is to like, you know, give the characters this rise to power kind of thing, but yeah, I mean, it should be about welcoming those contributions and, uh, you know, being able, you know, taking those and making something cooler out of them. Yeah. Being flexible. Yeah, yeah. 
I think that's why, like, as you get older, not even older, but, like, mature as a gamer, like, you don't care as much about the technical stuff because you're more flexible to, like, the storyline sure. stuff, yeah. maybe. Or just we are. And maybe that's part of the sense. I think we're all going to care a lot about rules when Burning Empires happens. Because <laughs> <laughs> of that kind if you of thing. We're going to be lose. competing against. <laughs> well, but it's also... Like, could you explain Burning Empires? Um, so it's a... Uh, it's, the burning wheel system, except um, it, it's right here, it's really nice. Uh, um, yeah, pet it. Uh, it's um, a players versus GM competitive game, so the GM is playing the, uh, the Valen, a society of like flatworms that infest human brains and take them over and are trying to rule the human race. I see. And the, the PCs are... I see. Are the, yes. Oh, that! Go on. Uh, and then, the, you know, all the players are the humans trying to resist this in one way or the other. And, so yeah. you have, like, an end goal depending on what side you're on? Like, it's um, in it's, common with other players? Uh, it's to not have the planet be invaded. Mm -hmm. Or you may get turned to the other side. Or you can play on the bad guy's side from the beginning if you really want. Mm -hmm. Like... I don't know, it's, it's, it's cool. I could talk about it all night, but I won't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's coming, and I think it'll make people care about rules a little bit, just because it's like... Probably. Well, because it's competitive at that point. Yeah, so yeah. That's probably the difference with, you know, we're talking about everyone plays board games, they get really hmm. upset, yeah. except yeah. for Arkham, because Ar Arkham it's is cooperative. cooperative, but it's like when we play... I get upset when I play with people who don't know how to play Arkham. Well, that's it's hard. That's so, much, that's so many yeah. rules to explain. No, no, no Do that. That took us a year to learn all the rules. Every time we played I, I, that, we were like, "Wait, oh, we've been yeah, doing that yeah. wrong." And like, then when we added yeah. expansions, we had expansion rules. I know. I, I still think we probably don't know everything. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've been playing a lot by myself, mm -hmm. which has like. Or when I had it before, I gave it to you. I played a lot of solo games. You know, throughout six or eight investigators, and that's I, I feel a lot more confident in the rules now. But like. It really makes me feel like uh, after doing that and then playing with other people, I'm like, that's not the most efficient move right there. Like, right. You could have so done better with your turn. Like, you just <laughs> wasted that turn. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all inside. But it's, wow, you're so nice. Yeah. I didn't wow. know. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, we play Battlestar RPG and it's fine. We play yeah. the board game and people, like, throw chairs at each other. <laughs> like, I think we've all gotten in fights playing that Yeah, game. we all have. Like, all of us have. Which is so silly because it's like, it's... Not we're fighting over a stupid, but yeah. it's because of the rules. Yeah, because of rules, and because and because you're winning. Yeah. And either the Cylons or the humans are gonna win. Goddamn it! And if you <laughs> cheat it, and you no, you can't use no. an executive order more but than once Cylons a turn. You know, like, but right, exactly. <laughs> you know, but so then it's like there's this. There's thing not this. The, there's not this hippie. Everybody wins. Right. It's not like team kind of high five. We beat the monster. It's like no. fuck you. And like throwing something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is when the high spirits are gonna get involved. We probably shouldn't drink during Burning Empires. Oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I'm also really excited about it. I I, I just listened to this uh, this review of it. People is a podcast I listened to, the podcast. I'm talking about the ten things they learned playing Burning Empires, and uh, one of the things they talk they talk about is that it's like GM improv 104 or 401 rather. It's like they, because all the scenes that the players have are player initiated. You never know going to the table what the players are going to do in that oh, session. Man, that's like no GM idea. That yeah, awful. exactly. <laughs> Stoked. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to still be sweating. It's going to be such a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it. Great. But along that line, like, what else? I mean, I think the main thing that makes you get better as a gamer is just playing games, right? Yeah. I mean, and playing a broad range of things. Like, you know, the more you branch out, uh, the more you explore. Yeah, sure. And it well, builds like, different yeah. skills. Different systems build different skills. You know. Well, yeah, you yeah. find what you like and you don't like, and what you're better at, and you need work on. One, well, yeah. Once you, once things. you're doing something that you really enjoy, that's gonna yeah promote getting better at it. Mm -hmm. You're gonna invest more, more energy and time and thought. And mm -hmm. I read this uh this thing on a blog the other day. Uh, I was reading about game design because uh, I have nothing to do but look about game theory all day at <laughs> work. Um, but, uh, there's a blog called Deeper in the Game, and the guy's, uh, his post was just like, you know, so you want to write a role-playing game, and, uh, just some tips for starting out, and he said you should at least play, you know, this certain range of games, and, uh, he lists out play an RPG that doesn't have a GM but has rules, uh, play an RPG that lets players narrate outcomes or take over the GM seat for a while, uh, play an RPG that has stats for emotions and relationships, mm -hmm. <laughs> Play an RPG that gives advancement on something other than defeating challenges. 
and play an RPG that has rules for social conflicts. We've played all of those. We've done yeah. all that, yeah. and that's yeah. why we're so awesome. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Next step is to write an RPG. Yeah, that's the thing. That's later. That's a, that sounds like that's a work a project. project. That yeah. sounds like, yeah, that's work. like a several-year project. Well, I'm so intimidated when I hear like people who write the games that I like talk because they sound really smart. Like uh, the dude who wrote Dogs in the Vineyard is such a genius. <laughs> Listen to him talk; he's got all these huge ideas about games. It's like I just like to play. <laughs> I just like a good story. Also, uh, there's there's two games in specific in specific that we've talked about that improve us in different ways. And uh, I don't know, we haven't all played these games, but um, well, we've all played Fiasco anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we've talked about how you know. Uh, Fiasco and Drifter's Escape. I remember when we first played that. We mm. talked about how I one of them. I want to play that again. That yeah, so I'm packing it. It's awesome. But the you know one makes you better as a player and one makes you better as a GM. Um, you know, talking about Drifter's Escape, uh, we we're saying it makes you better as a player, a bit because it was like all about being really deep into your character. Uh, it's a game by Ben Lehman, and it's you play a hobo going through you know somewhere in America at any time. Mm. Um, but you're, you're a drifter, you have no roots, um, but you have a set of drives that you're trying to fulfill, and uh, there's only one resolution mechanic for any time the drifter wants to do anything or make something not happen. He has to either make a deal with uh, the devil or the man. Yeah. And so it's like every... And the man's not necessarily good. So no, it's, not, it's, it's not like good versus evil, it's like it's evil versus a different kind of evil. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that uh, awesome. oppression versus, uh, you know... Chaos. Yeah, versus your own secret desire versus society's public Plan desire. for you, right? Yeah, and, and then there are like, God, it's such a good well, and, and it makes it makes every single uh, every single time you try to exercise agency in any situation, you are having to make this huge moral choice. Like it's it's about your immortal soul, right? Like, mm -hmm. and you're going to have a you're going to owe the devil or the man a favor for you know if you're going to win this conflict, <laughs> you're going to end up owing one of them a favor and. So it's like every choice, you're, every time you try to do anything in that game, you have to think about who is this character, what are they going to do, how are they going to, you know, fulfill their end of this Faustian bargain. Like it's. Well, I think I, it I makes. I think it builds good character or role playing skills for the people playing the man, in the sense that like it's constant sort of improvisation because you're playing every other character except for yeah. the devil. So, like, there's one hobo, or one drifter, there's one devil, yeah. and then everybody else playing is collectively the man. And so, A, you have to come to a consensus every time you're going to offer the hobo a deal, or he asks for a deal. Like, you have to kind of, you know, huddle up and decide, what, are we gonna offer what do we him want him to do, like, how, what, how oh. is this going to, and can we underbet the devil? Like, can we make <clears throat> our deal seem better, or, like, more compelling? Because it's like, you give me this, I'll give you that. And so you all have to collectively have to... Like and it's like fast. It's really fast. You're constantly being like, let's work together. Let's pick this. Da da da. But also like you're like, we need this character now, and you just like draw cards. But you're yeah, you know, yeah. You play the rest of society, so it's like you're not so much in one character. You're in all of them, and so it's really fluid. I thought it was just like it's, yeah. it seemed like a really well. Fast and it seemed game. like well, and we were handing off characters too, which I, sometimes got confusing. But like we're right. you know we need better like post it note system. <laughs> yeah, or post it note system <laughs> in that game. Um, but then Fiasco, we were talking about, makes you a better GM because it's all about, uh, you know, framing right. scenes. Uh, right. You know, how do I get what I want by putting certain things into, put certain elements into this situation? Like and, it's, where, and where's the area that I can let it be chaotic and not know what the outcome is? Exactly. And that's, right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's being a GM. Like, that's what it's all about, creating interesting shit. The one other thing I thought that makes you better as a gamer, and that's too easy, you know, it's like uh, consuming media, like watching movies, reading books. Yep. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. the un taking in stories. Like, right. you know, figuring out how a story works is, is huge. I mean, everything bad is good for you. So, you know, watch movies and read comics. And <laughs> well, it's like yeah. all of us want a Mielville world so yeah. bad. Man, I, my, I almost don't. That burning wheel world that I made up, it's going to get there. Good. Oh, it's going to get there. It was like, good. It's, it's, I just want him to write. I just want him to do it. I want I that like source him, book. The I would no like him to write an RPG, book. please. I'm sure he never will because. He's way too cool for that, but, you know, that. gotta be great. Um, yeah. Maybe we should just do that. Maybe we should just plagiarize. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to tell anybody. We don't have to record it. No one has to know. It'll be a secret. <laughs> I just want to play on the You guys want to It's a secret to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anyone. But, like, yeah, definitely how you base characters is, like, you can base them off of real world things or people or... Sure. Well, and yeah, I mean, I, I think it really uh, helps with dialogue and with, you know... 
being able to come up with the the, the uh, one liner or the mm-hmm. the wit and like the nuance too. Yeah. Like I remember playing a barbarian, but it was supposed to be like a sort of soulful one. So I had the heart is a lonely hunter tattooed across <laughs> my chest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like just that little line. It's like so much. You're like I know exactly who you are, yeah. emo fucking emo barbarian. barbarian. <laughs> Emo the barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that's so because then it's all you have to do is like have like a hat or like have one that thing. Touchstone, yeah. yeah, that thing, and it's like from like absorbing how other ca- and then it's like oh, and then everybody else is like oh yeah. Well, I know that's who you yeah, are. that's from pop culture. I mean, right. every, they, that character has their catchphrase or their right. Uh, I think also you give a character like a certain depth, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's kind of silly, you know, like a hat or emo or whatever. Um, or it's more serious, like, you know, you're a scientist or whatever. Um, either way, you're more than just numbers and you're more than just a concept. Like, you know, I think it's about not min-maxing, like making a character with flaws. Mm -hmm. Or or just, yeah, being able to give that spark of life. I mean, you know, yeah, being able to, to look at, look at numbers and go, oh, that's this type of person. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think watching media gives us a lot of archetypes to draw from, where if we reference something, you know, like Carson McCullers or whatever, then, you know, everybody else immediately knows what you're talking about, like you said. I didn't know what you were just talking about when you said Carson McCullers. That's the the author of The Heart is Lonely. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I knew what you were talking about. Well, yeah, I was trying to reference the title I was an English major too. Yeah. I just that's wanted to have a teaching moment. Anybody didn't. That's why I wanted you on the podcast because you lend, uh, you know, authority, intellectual depth, and uh, you know, we got credentials now. Yeah, yep. got cred. We got There's Matt initials cred. after our names. Mad academic cred. <laughs> but I mean, we didn't. I don't know if we really talked about it, but I think that it's totally different to be a good GM. Yeah. Player. Well, yeah. I mean, what does that look like, well, though? A, uh, I have no idea. I think that it's storyteller in general. I, one, I, I, got, I only ran one campaign. See, I, th- I, I but freaked I think, out the entire time. Here's, here's my premise, is that uh, the things that we've talked about for being a good player are the same things, just through, like, a different lens. Like, yeah. uh, with putting the focus on different things, rather than putting as much of a focus on, you know, each individual character being this strong and... Uh, consistent and like you know having their their tick or their catchphrase or their whatever you're putting a lot more weight on uh you know looking at the big picture of the story and uh at just the other aspects on you know managing the rules uh yeah i don't know i mean yeah i don't know i don't i don't know management and the narrative on top of that like gming takes different skills than being a good player i mean i think it calls on the skills of being a good player and then some like there's Mm -hmm. some time management and some organization and some conversation Definitely. skills and some you, you know, know I think that's I think it's com- yeah skills. like yeah. Mm-hmm. social referee is part of it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. balance like finding a balance from other and keeping it interesting I and mean, that was my biggest worry when I was writing a campaign was like I think this is going to be boring or you're worried that it's going to be boring and then you're like well wait they'll do whatever they want with it but still it's like keeping it moving forward in a way that like people want to keep playing versus yeah. like I was telling you guys earlier about uh, Apocalypse World, the new uh, Vincent Baker game. Mm-hmm. Just like in Dogs in the Vineyard, Let's his his uh, directive for how to play this game is play to find out what happens. His directive in uh, Apocalypse World is always keep, never let the players' lives be boring. Right. And that's, I mean, also should be like the subtext for every game ever. Right. Yes. Which everyone is John was like that to the nth degree. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing ever stopped happening. <laughs> nothing ever right? stopped. Nothing could not happen, happen to you. Yeah. Like awful <laughs> things were happening all yeah. the time. If you want them to or not, they're always happening. Yeah. yeah. That was like to the yeah to the extreme. <laughs> <laughs> well, I keep seeing the sleepy eyes around the table. I think that's some other kind of eyes, but you're probably pretty close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I was I was googling hard Google image search for a picture of somebody getting out of the wheelchair because I'd like that to be our logo. Just well, the, the word self credit over someone getting out of the wheelchair. Yeah, <laughs> but, and that's another literary reference. The yes, secret garden. Secret garden. Yes. That's, yes. You are just elevating. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it is so much classier now that you were here. Seriously, we're not we can talk about books that were right We were talking about anus as well. You were there for that one. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not so elevated that. <laughs> Comics about Cthulhu anuses. Isn't it a Latin word, though? <laughs> Doesn't that count? <laughs> Doesn't it count that I said Latin? 
Yeah, it counts. Yeah. Well, it does. Without James here to talk about German films, I, German Scheiße films. <laughs> they make sex jokes and spoon people. Yeah. German films I know are porn. <laughs> That's what I said. I think that is. Try to channel James for a second. Well, only think about the stuff I know is watches the media he like yeah. and how he games as well. But he is was an excellent GM. Yeah. Yes. That's that's the thing. It's. I find that Which James is an excellent... Which was totally, not, not to be mean, but, like, surprising a little no, bit. No, because... It was but good. He, what he, he does a really good thing, which is the thing they always tell writers is write what you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the things he chooses to run games about are things he's passionate about and knowledgeable about. And he yeah. has maps that are yeah. accurate, historically, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, that Nazi game was fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, that's... He has GM skills that I way don't have, which is, like, kind of that part of it. Of uh, you know, doing the research, of, like, <laughs> putting in the time. Because like, eh. I, I mean, I'll just as soon wave my hands in improv. Yeah, I mean, like, you know. that's not that's not the skill that makes him so good at that, though, is because he's able to take that research and integrate it with something that everybody can get their hands and, in and, and make right. it cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. make it a, a fun feature of the game and not just information. I mean, that can be a flaw. It's too much research. If yeah, you it's get not too box much, text. Yeah, I mean, like, well, then you're not going to people to want people to improvise, right? Right. Because you're like, no. The, Auschwitz is like this, and you couldn't walk over there because you're like that. You're like all upset. They don't have a like, swimming pool well, Auschwitz. Yeah, I want to go there. shower in the other showers. Are we horrible people? <laughs> I know. Like, we are really bad. Like, bad like, day today. Yeah. Dead <laughs> air. My really Dead offensive air. character in the game now. That's right, Iron Eyes, Kobe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tatanka. You know, and, and, you know, and Ken left because he thought he was going to be too mean. <laughs> really? Ken left because I think he quit because he was smoking. Yeah, oh, yeah. we were guy. smoking viciously. We were, we were hoping, not was, your, not we were hoping he was going to melt down on air so we could have some... That's what I wanted, yeah. I wanted him to like punch somebody in the face or like, you know, throw a chair. But, yeah. Get all peed up. No, no more moments tonight. Although he did send me a game text after he left. He called, and then I didn't answer because we were recording, and then I texted him, and he... He was like, it was, I don't know if I should say it, but it was say not. Say it now. It was, well, it was just like, I don't think we should oh, go with the plan? God Edge. Yeah, it was all about, like, what we should do for next session. <laughs> oh, he's got it bad. He's been infected. I know, he's totally been infected. He called me, like, 15 minutes after you leave my house. You're like, so, and I was like, oh, he's calling. It must be important. And I was like, well, I can't answer the phone. It's recording, but you should text me. And he was like... Yeah, so I don't think we should do this because we're the dreamers and da 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 da. Didn't you call this fagging around? Fagging oh yeah, off. yeah, he did. No, that. Yeah, and so it was it like the first I think also um, he mentioned to me playing Arkham Horror got him more interested in role playing because you have a character even though it's a board game. You know? Right. So it's kind of like a gateway. <coughs> yeah, well, and, and video games too. I mean, yeah. Fallout Three got him. And, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Resident Evil Five got him. And I think, you know, I think there comes a point when you're, you know, into enough nerdy-ass shit that it's like, <laughs> why, why am I, why am I holding down back? the rabbit hole. Yeah, it's exactly. like, if you want to hang out with your friends, you kind of have to game, or else, you know, I'm busy every other night of the week. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have to either come to my event at my work or game, and then we can hang out. Well, are we done here? I think so. Well... The work is done. That was pretty yes. quick, too. Good. Yeah, yeah. We're, so, we're so smart. We're so, so good. smart. <laughs> Guys. You know, we know we, we are the best gamers, yeah. 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 and we, we know what, what makes the best gamers, and we are so smart. You guys wish you could game with us. So, yeah, if we you do everything that we said here, maybe you can be as good as us. Oh, snaps. Maybe. <laughs>